Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 18th in the year of our Lord, 2024. This is our one of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America as our guide. And as you know, we reject revolution. And unless, of course, it's a Jesus revolution, actually, we stand for the people, peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see. Yesterday, we had on our buddy James Edwards, thepoliticalcesspool.org, well-known talk show host in his own right, does an absolutely incredible job. Uh, and uh, we uh, really have had a great time with James. We talked about all kinds of different stuff. Uh, on the radio. So there you have that. Um, now with James, we talked about, uh, let's see, so many things. We talked about the morning after former president Donald Trump cruised to victory over her, over his rivals. Nikki Haley says, man, uh, she's not going to debate unless Joe and Donald are there. Either one of them, otherwise she just won't debate. So she doesn't have the guts to debate uh, Ron DeSantis again. Uh, I don't know why, but there you have it. Uh, I know what she's really trying to do is pretend that she's in the game, pretend that she's in the race to deal with Donald Trump. He kind She kind of mocks him. Haley says that Trump needs to stop hiding after he has skipped all five of the GOP debates thus far. And I guess my response would be, why does Nikki Haley think she um, can dictate any terms? She's just babbling out there like a, you know, whatever. Um, Trump doesn't have to debate her or waste his time with her at all. If he was going to debate anybody, it would be Ron DeSantis who took second. She said it was a two-man race, which means, you know what? Donald was first. Uh, DeSantis was second. And the only polling we have so far, what makes her think she's, you know, going to be the upsetter? Now, she thinks she's going to have a great chance in New Hampshire, and she may do very well there, but it's only one state. Okay? Nikki Haley says the results of the Iowa caucus show that it's a two man race all right whatever i don't even know how to respond to that with me though is eldon stahl he's well-known regional or field coordinator for the john birch society jbs.org or the new american.com uh eldon welcome back to liberty roundtable live sir thank you so much great to be here sam now i don't mean to be rude and question nikki haley's intelligence but i gotta wonder when she came in third in the only quote voting results we have thus far and then she says it's a two-man race doesn't that mean she's out and then number two the question is if she literally <laughs> says hey I, I won't debate unless donald's there or i won't debate unless joe's there isn't she really saying they control all the cards why would you say those kinds of things it seems like you're desperate and melting down if you ask me ellen uh, well, yeah, it, 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 I don't know what she's thinking there, but, um, yeah, it's a two man race it, and I took third. Listen to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yeah, just, uh, don't, don't make me, uh, drop out of this race 
everybody or yeah. you'll be sorry. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to debate anybody. <laughs> just telling you right now, I'm not going to debate unless they agree to debate me. It's like, why would they agree to debate her? Why would you ever agree if you're Donald Trump or Joe Biden? Why would you ever agree to debate Nikki Haley? I mean, she's literally third right now. Why would you consider debating her? I just don't understand I, why you would I ever strategically do that in your right mind. So she's literally saying, hey, debates are all done. They're, de- they're gone. They're done. End of story. And Ron's going, okay, whatever, Nikki. Uh, and I, I just look at this, and I just I can't understand what her reasoning could even be. I, mean, I don't even get it. But Ted Cruz now has endorsed Donald Trump for 2024 yeah. as well. Uh, Vivek uh, endorsed Donald Trump and dropped out. Now Vivek is spending his time. Headline says Vivek campaigns for Trump ahead of New Hampshire primary. Uh, the New American, Michael DeRyder, brought this piece forward. Uh, and, and I look at this and I go, wow, you know what? Good for Vivek. But you put Vivek's, uh, you know, 7% uh, that he got in um, Iowa along with Donald's 51%. Now you've literally got, if most of those people go to Donald, you've literally mm-hmm. got close to 58% now. Um, how many people yeah. will swing now that they know Vivek's out of the race and how many people will consolidate is going to be yet to see. But I, I just don't see a prayer here for her as desperate as the media is to try to notch her into this position. I don't see it happening. Do you, Eldon? Uh, no, I think that would be very unlikely. And so, I mean, really, all the polls, you look at, at pretty much all the states and the Republican primaries, Donald Trump is far and away the uh, uh, polling much higher than DeSantis and Haley. So unless something major changes, I I don't see um, uh, some other result than having Trump be the nominee. But, you know, hey, I, I guess there could be some major change, but... It would have to be, you know, Donald Trump walks through, um, well, not Berkeley, but some some other reputable place, uh, naked or something like that. I mean, it just have to do that something. That might boost his ratings, though. <laughs> you be careful with our society today, my friend. It's a little well, bit rowdy out there. Well, I, you, uh, I, you know, in Berkeley, <laughs> they had the naked guy, and nobody did anything about it. But, yeah, but. that's right. That's what I mean. All I can yeah. tell you is this, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I, I appreciate Nikki's attempts, but I think they're just literally making things kind of a mockery of our system. Now, I guess Trump is considering Elise Stefanik for VP. Ryan uh, Saavedra, Daily Wire, uh, has this piece. And I kind of look at this and go, mm. now Elise has been supporting Donald. She's yeah. a rep, uh, et cetera, right? Uh, what, rep of New York, I think? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, what do you think if she's the VP pick? I think that's a bad pick, personally. Not that she's not a nice person or anything else. I just don't, don't think she has enough umph, uh, name recognition, etc., to really make the, the cut, in my opinion. Well, I've seen her her voting record. We've got the uh, the Freedom Index with the the New American and the John Birch Society puts out. Uh, she, so far as a Republican, she has to be pretty, uh, you know, a liberal type of Republican, uh, and her voting record reflects that to get elected in New York. 
So she's uh, good so enough she's, to say the right things and back the right things to make sure, make you believe she's kind of a MAGA candidate, and to some degree she may be, but yeah. her voting record shows a liberal bent as you would have to have to get elected in New York in the first place to a great yeah. degree, highlighting or underscoring the reality check. It's one thing to talk big. It's another thing where you really stand when it comes to conservative issues uh, when you have the chance to make a difference and weigh in line item by line item of where you stand on topics, then the truth betrays you is the point, right? Oh, yes. So um, I don't know why Trump would want to have Stefanik in, in there uh, as his running mate or consider that mate. It's hard to know. There's a lot of things that are kind of more rumors, I guess, than we don't know how serious he is about this or that VP pick, but um, I don't know. If I were him, I probably would not uh, be searching out Stefani. Uh, there you have that. I agree with that. Who would you consider to be the best VP pick for Donald Trump? If we assume he's going to get the nomination at this point, and unless something crazy happens, we've got to kind of assume that, at least the way it's looking. Even if Haley does well in New Hampshire, that doesn't mean she'll do well in the Carolinas, which are next or whatever. Uh, so who do you think would be a good VP pick? Well, um, <laughs> that's a tough one. I um, I don't know if it probably I talked about Andy Biggs or, or Thomas Massey, but I, I don't know that they're likely to be in the running for something like that. Um, but they're pretty good in the in the house. Uh, it'd be nice if Rand Paul would consider it. He's actually had a good relationship with uh, – Mr. Trump, for many years, uh, I think Rand could do well as a VP. I think Rand Paul could do quite well as VP. I think it would be a great way to really make a difference. You've got a lot of senators uh, that are starting to support Donald Trump. Uh, you've got more Congress members starting to support Donald Trump. I think that would be a good pick. I think that who I would like to see, though, is Judge um, Roy Moore. To be the VP pick. Oh, Roy Moore. I, I doubt Donald would do it, but I think yeah. that would be a great one because you can get somebody from the state of Alabama. So you're kind of representing yeah. the South there quite a bit. Donald represents the North, so to speak. Uh, and uh, anyway, we'll take a quick break. Uh, Eldon Stahl, Sam Bushman, we'll talk about it. We'll add Brian Rust, RustCrenningGift.com to the mix. After all, he is the sponsor of this hour of radio. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. 
In message one, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44, gave the left evil, spiritual power, the more they used the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power. Revelation 13, 2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present day, end time capitalists, is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. All right, Sam Bushman, Eldon Stahl, welcome Brian Rust to the roundtable. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Thank you, Sam. Glad to be with you. All right, Honest Money Report. Where's gold sitting, sir? Uh, gold's at $2,020.90. 2000 so two zero two zero, right? 2020.90? Yep. yep. All right. Um they say there's going to be a massive gold run coming. We'll talk about that in a minute. How about silver? Uh, silver's 22.73. 73. All right. Got that. Uh, what do you think? People are starting to say, hey, gold's going to go on a bender here pretty quick. Do you think they're right? Well, they do They do predict that uh, gold this next year uh, is going to go higher, and they also say that silver's going to do the same. So, And, and with our economic situations out there, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, supply demand would already move it to that. I, I, I believe that, you know, silver should be at $50 an ounce. And they say, well, that's not correct. Well, it was $50 an ounce here, you know, in 2010 and back in the 80s. And yet we're 10, 15 times worse in our country and financially than we were then. So what's the deal? Well, right. And remember, we're comparing against a fiat currency. So when you say, you know, it's at 50 or whatever else, you could say, well, that's extreme. My response is, no, no, no. Let's talk about its literal buying power. Right. Compared to other commodities. Then let's talk back into uh, what it ought to be. In other words, if I take a, a gold ounce and I say, what can I buy with that gold ounce? And I put down just say 10 commodities for my example. And then I kind of back and say, OK, well, what kind of dollars does it take to buy those 10 commodities? across the spectrum and then you look at it and then say okay let's average all that let's kind of compare it and let's you know divide it out what you're saying uh has financial purchasing power merit right sure <clears throat> that's exactly right and that's kind of that's that's what we kind of explain to people it's yeah it's an investment people are coming in and they're saying okay well is this an investment and how long do i have to hold it and so on and we kind of say well it protects things. So, I mean, your paper's dropping, your buying power's dropping, but your metal's maintaining. So the silver quarter still gets you a gallon of gas. Your regular quarter doesn't buy you a Coke. I mean, those things, so if you look at it in a little different perspective, that you're putting a little bit of away, a little bit of away, and as you need it, you got it. Uh, if you go to, you know, and so that's that's kind of the way we look. Now, we're, are we saying to throw all your eggs in one basket? We're not. We're just saying that you probably ought to get in the game and start protecting and putting a little away that that's an asset that maintains value. 
and we're not trying to use fear as a motivator, but we are saying, hey, now might be the time to continue to add to your portfolio of stability. Because, right. hey, if it goes quite a bit up, now's the time to kind of make a little bit of a focus on it uh, if you can. Uh, I don't right. think people should panic and go in debt for any of this stuff, but I do think people should methodically uh, calculate kind of risk-reward analysis and say, hey, uh, you know what? I think if I have some of this in my stability portfolio. Now, that's what the rich people do, and that's clearly what the bankers are doing as well. Uh, Eldon, what do you think? Do you think gold's going to go on a bender? Probably. <laughs> yeah, it seems like uh, you know, dollars doesn't seem to be doing well. All right. I, I don't know how uh, the problem with a lot of this is timing, gentlemen. Uh, and I bring that up because I, I just look at it and go, man, I don't really know what to think about with this stuff. Um, but, for example, Christopher Waller uh, is one of the seven Fed kind of key people. He's on two different groups. One is a group of seven and the other group is of 12. And Christopher Wallen, a Fed governor, affirms that rate cuts are coming. Mr. Waller said that while his view of the policy outlook is consistent with the Fed's December projections, that it would cut interest rates three times this year. Then he goes on to say, we don't know how many times for sure we're going to cut interest rates, and we don't know when the first one's going to begin. we got to watch the market to kind of figure all that out in making these decisions, but it's a coming. And in my opinion, when these governors speak out like this, rather than just taking action at their meetings, whatever they're going to do, when they speak out like this, what they're really kind of trying to do is pretext the market a little bit and say, hey, by me saying interest rates are coming, will I help enough without me really doing it? Or do I have to say it and then eventually do it? Or if I was going to cut a quarter of a point, can I say it and then give an eighth of a point and will it have enough mojo? Uh, what they're really doing is kind of pretexting and testing the marketplace uh, to see where it stands and how elastic and changeable it is um, on a word, much less an action, Brian. That's right. So, you, you know, it's kind of like that. I, I look back on those spoofing situations. Is the computer throws it on there, you know, but yet they pull it out right away while well, the computer it doesn't pull it out right away and then it drops and ups and we didn't sell and we thought we sold. So, so realistically the, the market's being manipulated basically, you know, based on paper or other things. And so they do that, the yo-yo, we're seeing this yo-yo effect. And we, I try to get people to not to worry too much about the yo-yo because oh, it all went up and oh gosh, I just lost, it went back down and oh, well, you know, longevity or, or sustainability on, your pat, you know, like I, we we still use the can of soup and all these things because those things can still be bought with the same coin, the same amount of, you know, um, that dime, this dime, you know, the compare dimes or compare quarters or compare silver dollars or, you know, twenty dollar bill, twenty dollar gold. I mean, you can compare those things. Don't don't get caught up in the yo-yo effect of, of this is what he's saying because we see jobless claims or. You know, the dollar went up today or jobless claims. Oh, it went down. Oh, this is looking stronger. Well, how come this isn't going over? I mean, they manipulate however they want and they change the rules however they want to just satisfy their need. 
What I think we need to do is always look at the averages. If I buy a bunch of gold at five bucks and a bunch of gold at ten bucks and a bunch of gold at fifteen bucks, now gold's at fifty bucks. Hey, I'm doing pretty good, even though you take my average and it might be eleven fifty or whatever per ounce of gold. Or uh, those are simple examples. I know they're not real numbers, but I'm just kind of giving across a point. We need to look at those averages a lot too. And if you could buy right now and then it goes up, your averages look pretty good. And so it's 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 not always this kind of up and down, live in the moment thing. It's a long haul look at an averages game, Brian. And not get caught so much on the paper. I mean, we're talking about physicals because I'm I'm saying you need physical, not not buy a stock option for gold in in uh, December of this year uh, that comes due. I'm I'm saying about getting something physical and tangible that's that you can walk down the street and barter, trade, or or whatever, and uh, and that has I think that has real value. All right, what do you say, Eldon? Yeah, I agree. It, it's it's good to have something that I mean, people want the the money that we have or that we use is so inflatable. And well, like we would say, if you give somebody the power to inflate, they will. So the point is, never give anybody that power. Don't give them that power. Well, and that is really the point of this whole thing. Uh, Trump's considering Elise Stefanik for VP, Brian. Uh, I think it's a horrible pick. Uh, she's quite a bit liberal when you look at her New Americans scorecard on the constitutional voting. She doesn't do very well. Uh, I know she's a MAGA supporter and a Donald Trump. You know, she speaks out about that. She talks about election integrity issues. She's right on some things, but I think it would be a bad pick. She doesn't have near the name recognition she would need to really give any boost to the Donald. Uh, and I think there'd be much better selections. Your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I think uh, Eldon mentioned Rand, Rand Paul. I think, you know, that he would be good. I, you know, maybe Mike Lee. There's others, I think, that, you know, could could do a better, I believe, better job in, in that yeah, situation. Yeah, I would support a Mike Lee. I'd support a Rand Paul. Those are two great senators that I would support. I don't know or don't think that I would support a Ted Cruz um, because I don't think he has uh, – constitutionally, he can't be president is the problem with that one. Uh, but I think Cruz has already endorsed him as well. I think Vivek Ramaswamy might be a good VP pick. He's young. He brings a lot of that younger people to the group. Uh, and I think if he got kind of an endorsement from Donald, he already had 7% of the electorate. And if he um, if he really got kind of an endorsement from the Donald, that would instantly be 10 or 15 even. He's saying the same thing President Trump is. If you did that, you might be able to get Trump in for four. Then you might be able to get Vivek in for four and four. You might get 12 years out of that kind of a pick. Uh, I think Rand Paul would be good. I think Judge Roy Moore would be great. I think there's a lot of good picks we can look at. But, man, I, I, just the people Donald puts around him concerns me. One of the most things about Donald of all. Yeah, one of the things, too, is is uh, I, I just think if if Trump, Trump gets in, you know, you know, in his, his reign, he needs to be, you know, I, I, better prepared maybe. or something. I mean, because when he was in office, you know, I think it was a learning curve for him, and and people that said they were on his side weren't, and 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 others. And I think now would be the time to, you know, really look at this, really take your time, because just jumping in and saying, oh, this person, they said this would be good, and this would be good, that didn't seem to do well for him when he was in office before. Elder, uh, what do you needs, say? Well, yeah, he needs to know who he can trust, and that's. You know, that's kind of a learning curve type of a thing. Uh, but the, he, he does have some experience now. Yeah, I just looked up Stefanik. She has a 48% lifetime score with um, 
the Freedom Index based on the Constitution. I, I, it looks like her score has actually gone up over time, but still 48% average. That's uh, you know almost as low as Mitt Romney. So it's look, not, you could flip a coin yeah. and do better. Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, really. It's it's. Uh, I, I don't know why. You can take out one of your big old silver eagle like silver dollars and flip that dude, and if the silver eagle came up <laughs> half the time, you'd be better off than uh, trusting her. See, that's the problem yeah. with these people. And I know they say some of the right things and they make you feel good, but you got to be really careful on some of these. Uh, you know, uh, some of these things. Now, Joy Reid. A whacked out liberal commentator or whatever else blames white Christians for, quote, Trump domination in Iowa. Literally, the MSNBC panel melted down uh, and they blamed white Christians for this as if somehow their voting is a little less valuable than the black and brown voting. To me, votes represent God's children. They don't represent color. Let's talk about that in seconds on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Tim Berg. Old man winter is making itself known across much of the United States. The central United States seeing more cold as another Arctic cold front is plunging into the United States, bringing more record-setting temperatures. The polar plunge extending as far south as the Florida Panhandle, with lows this morning dipping into the 20s and even the teens in some places. White House officials are continuing to meet with congressional leaders along with members of President Biden's national security team about a supplemental package for foreign aid and border security. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. One of the reasons our national security advisor and deputy national security advisor will be in this meeting is to um, bring members of Congress up to speed on what we're seeing right now uh, on the battlefield and what the Ukrainian forces are facing now as winter is full upon them uh, and the war hasn't stopped. And aid hasn't continued to flow from the United States. As GOP voters head to the polls to vote for a presidential nominee, Republicans on Capitol Hill say immigration is the number one issue people should be aware of this election cycle. South Carolina Republican Senator Lindsey Graham explains his message to the people going to the polls, accusing the Biden administration of misusing parole authority to release illegal immigrants and asylum seekers who arrive in the United States. To the American people, what the Biden administration is doing is illegal. It's incentivizing more illegal immigration. It is the tool of choice by the Biden administration to implement an open borders policy. It's a busy day on Capitol Hill with the House and Senate both in session. President Biden also heading to Raleigh, North Carolina to deliver remarks on the economy. For USA News, I'm Tim Berg. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. It looks like your luggage is over 50 pounds. Is there anything you can take out? Oh, yeah. Let me just toss all these $20 bills. Great. Let me grab you a trash can. Stop. Instead of throwing money away, move some clothes into a carry-on. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Not available in all states. 
Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store? But then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. And right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code USA. Or call 800-951-8175. That's MyPillow.com, promo code USA. In the medical field, IT security is crucial. Our highly skilled consultants are HIPAA certified and have 20 plus years of experience servicing medical clinics, billing, and supply companies. We offer comprehensive endpoint protection, guarding your computers and servers against all stages of threats. And with our 24 7 monitoring services, you'll never worry about extensive downtime again. Ready to level up your IT support? Call 801 706 6980 today and discover how great IT services can be with managed IT services. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Yes, indeed, and you're listening to Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman. With me, Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com. You've got a friend in the honest money business. Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com. Eldon Stahl's with me as well, TheNewAmerican.com, JBS.org. And we are celebrating today because it's Lizzie, our producer's birthday. So a big shout-out, happy birthday to her. That's just how we do it on this radio program. How do you like that, Brian? And I also want to ask, though, what about this racial thing? 
this racial thing where these Joy Reid and all these other whacked out liberals, they're just coming unglued saying, you know, white Christian extremists put Donald over the top uh, in Iowa. Those redneck cowboy cowgirl kind of backwards, you know, Christian white people did it all and shame on them for it. And I didn't know votes had a color, Brian. I just thought that votes came from God's children and we all had a chance to participate. That's how I thought of it before until this kind of came down. Then I thought, oh, man, maybe I don't understand. Well, it's it's the agenda that's that's there. And that's that's the sad part is I didn't know it had a color either, but they they try to divide. You know, we're going to divide and make sure we continue to keep dividing. And, you know, I, I like I like the fact of when some of these African-Americans you know, like Barkley and Freeman and these others just say, we're Americans. And Ben why, Carson, why, why and the list goes on and on. This? Yeah. I mean, we should have a vote, right? So I don't know why they have yeah. to, oh, white Christians, like we're yeah. bad people. We're, yeah, I mean, holy smoke. Yeah, I mean, what if so, what if we said to them, if they, you know, win something or whatever, just say it's somewhere in the South or whatever, we're like, oh, the reason they won that state is all them black and brown people going on over there. I'd, I would never say such a thing. But my point right. is, what if that was said, Eldon? They would be absolutely losing their minds. <laughs> but when they do this, nobody even blinks, it seems. It's crazy. Yeah. All of it's wrong, yeah, right. folks. All of it. Hmm. Oh, for sure. Anyway, got to leave it to me to call a spade a spade. I'm just saying. For heaven's sakes, people, come on. Okay, now, this is very weird, too. Biden, quote, the U.S. does not support Taiwan independence. Uh, I guess um, John Larable, the new American.com, has this piece. So Joe Biden publicly now promoting that, hey, the U.S. does not support Taiwan independence. Uh, Brian, do you agree with that? <laughs> So, so what does he promote? Is he promoting that China? Are they just part of China? Yeah. Is that what? The, just a one so. China? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you, there you have it. It's, I think he's <laughs> off his rock crazy. I support independence for Taiwan. He, he, I, I worry about a lot of things he says, and and uh, yeah, oh my goodness! It's, it's, but don't it's you support just, independence for Taiwan? Well, yeah. Why why can't they have independence? That's right. What would it hurt? What harm does it do? Why does China have to control Taiwan? Why does China have to force Hong Kong back after whatever it was, 100 years or whatever the crazy number was, and, and that, then they're taking over that? And, you know, why does this have to be a we have to control and take over everybody thing, whether it be the communist Chinese or whether it be the United States or anybody else? Why do we got to think we got to control everybody? What's going on around here, Brian? <laughs> it's, it's power, right? Look, it makes them look bigger, I guess, if we, if we take a little more of this and and, well, they've already that, got like an eighth of the world. they got over a billion <laughs> yeah. people over there already, for heck's sakes. Come on. Well, hey, the water. Maybe it's water. You know, Taiwan's got the water. I, I don't know. Well, they've got a lot of water between them, that's for sure. Hey, Eldon, yeah. what do you think of this thing, though? To me, it's just insanity, though. Why would you ever publicly, as the leader of the free world, say we do not support independence for a country that's virtually, you know, independent? I mean, they've already made their claim. Taiwan claims they're independent. They want to be independent. Uh, who would deny them that right? Now, I don't think we need to get in the middle of it, but I think we should be clearly on the side of what's right, and that would be independence, right? Yeah, the thing is Biden is part of or loyal to the um, the forces that have led to and kept uh, most of the Chinese people under the hands of the communists. 
uh, for years and years. China was betrayed into the hands of communism by the deep state that was part of the uh, FDR and Truman administrations back then. They were betrayed when uh, when we had Kissinger in the uh, near the president for years and years, and put forward the one child or one China policy. Uh, they were betrayed by. Uh, Bush, who gave most favored nation, pushed for most favored nation, and also uh, Clinton for permanent most favored nation trading status with communist China. So this has been going on for literally decades, for generations, where the deep state has betrayed China. Uh, Robert Welts, founder of the John Birch Society, he exposed this in his book, uh, may God forgive us, and then a, a follow-up again, may God forgive us. I would certainly recommend uh, reading that for a, a good overview of what's gone on there, because people need to people need to know China has been uh, betrayed not by the American people, but by people that have infiltrated the American government that have put forward. They, they want world government. They want a uh, totalitarian state over the world. This is what these people want. Bingo. Ryan? That was probably a little heavy, but... <laughs> oh, that's awesome, Brian. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Eldon, yeah, you hit it there, I think, you know. the the They're in cahoots together, and, and uh, I agree. I think they would like freedom. I, I, I've heard the fact of, you know, Hong Kong, the people there aren't happy about it. Let's go back to the British rule or whatever it is. Allow us to have some more. And so, God, it's, mm-hmm. it, yeah, I agree with what... Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, Chiang Kai-shek was totally betrayed by our government. Uh, he was promised arms, and Congress actually passed a bill to give him arms to resist the Chinese communists. And there was uh, an, an it was basically Marshall who signed an order to disarm uh, Chiang Kai-shek. Wouldn't even give him ammunition. Meanwhile, uh, after we bombed Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and Japan was in the middle of surrendering. Uh, officially, the Soviet Union comes in as part of the Pacific Theater. They take the arms uh, that the Japanese left in Manchuria, and who do they give them to? The Chinese communists. So now right. Mao has tons and tons of armaments. Remember what happened in um, in Afghanistan after we left billions of dollars of, of uh, equipment? Where did that go? Similar thing. Well, yeah. it's a fair question, and uh, the book, May God Forgive Us, uh, where can people get that, Eldon? Uh, well, they can find it on Amazon. Uh, we're, we did print, again, May God Forgive Us. It, it, if you go to shopjbs.org, it's kind of an update to that book. And it's called Again? Um, yeah, Again, May God Forgive Us. Uh, if you go to shopjbs.org. But, yeah, it, it lays it out. This is how, uh, you know, Marshall... Uh, George Marshall was uh, certainly part of that process um, of just betraying. I, I mean, Mao was basically, uh, he was done for a time. And then uh, our people in Washington uh, swept in and uh, gave him all kinds of favors and, uh, and but, you know, betrayed Chiang Kai-shek. Chiang Kai-shek was, you know, not perfect. He was uh, certainly maligned in the media in the U.S. 
but he was putting forth a, a a constitutional type of a government, not a not a communist dictatorship and and the hell on earth like Mao has done. And we know what Mao right the biggest genocide in world history. Well, and that's you know I I don't have a a problem saying that Hitler is an evil man, and I don't have a problem saying hey World War II was horrible and the suffering there was just egregious. Okay, I'll be clear to say that. I don't believe the government told us the exact truth uh, about the Holocaust, but I'm not a Holocaust denier. Uh, mm -hmm. You know what? Those who want to deny the Holocaust have that right. I support their right to deny it or not believe it or to have their own narrative or viewpoints if they choose, just as I want to have my views, which is the government lied to us about it. But it's still a horrible tragedy, and Hitler was an evil man. But my issue with uh, you know the Holocaust and all that is we act like that's the biggest thing that's ever happened historically, and nothing compares to it. That's not even close to true. Holodomor, and as you mentioned, some of these other people, Paul Potts, Mao Zedong, uh, and mm -hmm. you know, some of these people, they're just as uh, abusive and egregious, if not worse, right? It's really basically this book highlights that how the United States basically um, betrayed China is what really happened. Yeah. Right. So, wow. All right, we'll come back. We've got a lot more to talk about in the final segment with Brian Rust, RustCreditGift.com. You've got a friend in the honest money business encouraging you to take possession of your metal when you buy it. Otherwise, you might not really have it like you think you did. Hang tight, Brian. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. The award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas, like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. During that break, you heard the commercial from Rand Paul. He wants to have a penny budget plan where you just decrease the cost of government by 1%. 
Sadly, most folks are rejecting that idea, but I think it's an incredible idea, and that's why Rand Paul would make a great VP pick for the Donald. I don't know if Donald has the guts, but Rand Paul has a, a pretty good name recognition, better than Elise Stevenick for sure, uh, and he's more true to the cause by far. Um, really quick, Eldon, do you have uh, Rand Paul's voting record compared to Elise Stevenick's record? Because Rand's up in the 90-plus percentile, right? Yes, he is. Uh, I I don't have it right here, but let me. Uh, That's okay. Rand you can look that up, Paul. Brian. What do you think, though? I'm thinking that guy with the penny plan. Take a couple seconds. It's a great start. What if we married that with Donald Trump's tax cuts? Now we're getting somewhere, sir. Uh, 95. Brian? Yeah. No, I agree. You know, I think, uh, you know, I mean, there, no doubt about it, and mo- everybody I think around can see just common sense is we're reckless abandon in spending. We're just we're totally out of control. You, and on top of it, we don't you know you don't see you we allow these people to come into our country. Well, what's the what's the cost of that? I mean, they're not paying their way in, right? There, so there is cost. I, I know that these these uh, governor uh, governors of, of states and and. Uh, they're, they're, they can't they can't even handle it. I mean, it's the amount of money that they need to sustain the people just in their communities with the influx of other people coming into their communities. And then we're busting them here and we're busting them there and we're all these things. That's a cost. Now, we don't talk about that cost, but we we're bankrupt. We're bankrupting our country. And uh, and, and why are we doing this? And so, yeah, I, I think he'd be great. Great to help there. No doubt. All right. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Now, two um, large companies concern the heck out of me for their racist ideology. I don't know if you saw that, but report major U.S. airlines. This happens to be Delta Airlines and the Associated Press. Both are telling their employees to basically take a racist action. They're supposed to capitalize black and brown when it comes to people. But uh, when it comes to white people, they're not supposed to capitalize the W for white, only the, you know, B for the black and the brown kind of stuff. Um, I don't really understand this kind of agenda, but they're getting beat up over this big time. The Gateway Pundit is who obtained a source copy of the memo uh, that these big companies have issued to their employees. Uh, and so the question becomes, is Delta Airlines training their employees to be racist? And I have to say yes. I think the answer is a clear, resounding yes to that, Brian. Well, it appears that's that's the case. And I, I wonder how, you know, if it's if it's big government and big corporations. I mean, are they in bed together? A lot of them are. We we know. And I I think if they're not in bed with them, they 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 push some some uh, favors or or look, we're going to take away this. Or going to just to force them to kind of get in line with this agenda and i think it's absolutely pathetic now they say that i'm the racist but i'm the guy that says look i don't care if you're white brown black or whatever um i think that you should be dealt with as an individual and a person you're an employee you're a son or a daughter of god you're a an american you're a whatever and i think you should be treated as such uh, but i think it, it should be treated equally in fact the courts have gone against these universities that have had these race-based uh, profilings or hirings or or uh, you know entrance to colleges and everything else all these you know um, it's really reverse discrimination is what it is but they uh, I look at this and I just go why would these companies double down on this agenda too 
Uh, I would be complaining if the tables were turned. If they capitalized white and didn't capitalize the B, everybody would go ballistic. Uh, I wouldn't support that either. I would say that would be wrong, and I would bring it up just the same. Brian? No, I, I agree. I, I, I feel the same way. I mean, what, what was the gal from Harvard? I mean, her her agenda uh, speech or, or that that caused havoc, and, and I, I you know, that's the issue. I mean, it's, you know, we've already addressed the fact of, it, you know, why are they trying to divide? It's another way to just continue to divide and divide and divide this country. And, and this agenda they're throwing out here is absolutely disgusting and wrong. Couldn't agree more. Yep. Don't know what to say about it, but couldn't agree more. And this is what I mean. They say that I'm a racist. I don't get it. How? Because I just want to basically treat everybody the same. I, I want uh, this to be colorblind when it comes to employees and etc. I, I just I don't want to even know about this. Well, well Sam, maybe it's, yeah. you know they, they go back and look at your uh, your genealogy and say, hey, well maybe Sam had the cotton farm, his his ancestors, and maybe they. Uh, no, I don't know. I'm just throwing that. Yeah, but it's, yeah, I'm <laughs> just saying, hey, my 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 family was white and they did pick cotton. But it doesn't make you so if I say today. <laughs> I know, but if I say you're out of your cotton picking mind, it means that you know cotton picking is so mind numbing that it just it breaks your back. It's mind numbing, and so people use right. that term. Now they say it's a racist term, but how is it racist if my ancestors picked cotton, uh, and I'm white and they're white and they pick cotton and they say you know you're out of your cotton picking mind because it'll drive you crazy picking cotton in that heat, bent over like that, and everything else. It was very hard work, and, and my yeah. uh, ancestors uh, did pick cotton. Some of my ancestors were indentured servants, and I reject all that, too. Right. Meaning they should have never been indentured servants. Nobody should be enslaved to anybody else ever. Never. Right. <laughs> You're right. Anyway, now Trump <laughs> has an argument, though, that he's claiming he has a license to kill. Did you guys see well, this at all? 007 no. type thing? This concerns me about Donald. He just says because he's immune from everything, he can just do whatever he wants. He could take somebody out if necessary. No problem. No harm. No foul. It's good. And I, wow. uh, that's the kind of the argument huh? they're making in court. They're not really promoting the a, a agenda to kill as much as they're kind of saying that, hey, Donald Trump has this immunity plan. Uh, I think he's, again, violating really core principles here on the altar of what he's on the point he's trying to make. Do I think he has some immunity as president? To some degree, I think he does because he has the opportunity for Congress to go ahead and pick it up as impeachment for the House, which they did, convicted, fine. But the Senate never convicted, so it never went any further. I think it's dead on arrival there. Uh, otherwise, the Senate has to basically convict, and then they have to kick him out of office, and then they have to take the next step, which is file criminal prosecutions and have a truly um, a, a true speedy trial, uh, a trial that is transparent and accountable where due process is afforded. All those things need to take place. They've done none of those things. So the problem is both sides are just too extreme. We need to follow the law and reject these extreme views on either side of this discussion and follow the rule of law, Eldon. Well, yeah, certainly we do. Uh, by, by the way, Rand Paul, 95% um, constitutional score, Freedom Index. Yeah, see, that's so, why I think he'd be a great pick. Surround Donald with the right people, and Donald will probably do a lot, lot, lot better towards what he claims he wants to do. He wouldn't be derailed. Anthony Fauci develops selective amnesia during COVID <laughs> testimony. Just says, I can't remember. He sounds like Bill Clinton. I, I, I can't recall. I'm just not sure. Wow. All this kind of stuff. So now Fauci, Fauci develops um, selective amnesia. 
but he does admit that social distancing had no scientific basis in fact at all. Uh, Theblaze.com with this piece. Zero evidence. Do you want to respond to this, Brian? Because to me, Fauci needs to be in prison, and Rand Paul's pushing for that as well. Oh, my goodness. It's a, it's a circus, Sam. It's just, I get a kick out of these. That's a great comedy. Uh, amnesia. Well, how convenient is Selective that? Amnesia. I mean, wow. He knows for remember. sure this and that and whatever. He knows that he doesn't belong in jail there. That's right. Uh, but I think he's admitting to some of this because I think he'll go to jail if he doesn't. If he stands too hard did, on it, he'll go to he, jail. Yeah, you're right. Did he forget about the amount of money that perhaps he made during all this? Uh, I mean, did he, or does he remember all that? Well, maybe no. he forgot his bank account balance, and since they need to turn it over to me because he can't take care of his funding and money, yeah, I can help him with right. that, Brian. I think Fauci, Fauci should be sentenced to just going to all the department stores and scraping those idiotic dots off the floor where we're supposed to stand, <laughs> and all those those lines that say, "Well, walk this way in the yeah." It'd be uh, like public service hours. He won't need to go to yeah, jail. Public just do public hours. service hours that fly yeah. him across the country. And he'd just yep. go to place after place after place. It's like, what are you doing? And there'd just be these video clips or Fauci just over there scraping. And just, a little yep, later, scraping those Fauci. stupid dots off the floor. Good idea. You know. <laughs> By the uh, way, there is a story about the dots fall off when you know who you are. If you're a son or daughter of God and all the labels they throw on you go away, there's some stories about that to make the point. Mm. Uh, and, and I bring that up in, in light of all this discussion that where these labels and all these crazy things are going on and everything else. Look, let's give people credit. Let's take people at their word. Let's keep our word. Uh, let's jettison this race narrative and realize that we're all God's children and treat people kindly and obey the law. And We could just have a great society, go back to honest money, use the checks and balances. Nobody's greedy. Nobody wants too much power. Everybody's just like, hey, I don't need to lord over anybody or control anybody. Why would I need to do that? See, and, you know, I want people to, to be willing to work for me and, and be involved with me on equal terms and fair terms and, um, you know, moral and, and, and want relationships of, of respect and trust and mutual adoration for one another and these kind of things. And that's all I want. And then they just trash me up and down the, the gateway for that attitude, Brian. Well, that's that's what's sad is because what a wonderful concept, Sam, that is. I mean, you know, that's that's right on. And I think most common sense people would agree with you 99.99%. So, so the 1% that, oh, we can't have that, I mean, Sam's not that. Yeah, that's terrible. How is it ter- See, that's the issue. Is uh, Yeah, if they put me up on the stand, I'm not going to have selective amnesia, buddy. I'm going to read them the riot act. I'm <laughs> telling you right now. That's right. Go get them. Thank uh, you, you, Brian know, Rust. We appreciate you, sir. Godspeed. RustQuinningGift.com. Thanks, man. He's got some of those quarters still. He's got incredible uh, dimes and, and, and halves and all this kind of stuff. He's got uh, silver eagles. Silver nickels. You can take uh, possession of your medal with gold and silver with Brian Rust. RustQuinningGift.com. For Sam Bushman, Eldon Stahl, and Brian Rust, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. And happy birthday to our producer, Liz.